When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Longacres Finance Channel, where the mission is to find the best dividend stocks for safe, reliable, and growing passive income. Today we will be taking a look at two fantastic exchange-traded funds that pay good dividends and have performed exceptionally in the recent past. If you're looking to round out your portfolio with a strong dividend-paying ETF, you'll want to pay close attention. Let's kick it off with our first ETF, and that is the Schwab US Dividend Equity ETF, ticker symbol SCHD. This fund's primary objective is to track as closely as possible, before fees and expenses, the total return of the Dow Jones US Dividend 100 Index. If you're unfamiliar with this index, I'll leave a link in the description to their website, where you can read about the full methodology. Basically, the index seeks out the 100 best dividend-paying stocks from the US Broad Market Index, excluding REITs. It's actually quite an interesting read if you have the time and enjoy dry material. The key highlights of this fund for dividend investors are that this fund tracks an index focused on quality and sustainability of dividends. So if you're looking for quality companies that offer sustainable dividend income, this is right up your alley. They also invest in stocks selected for fundamental strength relative to their peers, as based on financial ratios. So this fund will do all the hard legwork for you, to identify companies who are strongly positioned in their industry. And for all this hard work, the fund charges an expense ratio of 6 basis points, or 0.06%. That sounds like a real bargain to me. If you invest $10,000 into this fund, it'll cost you $6 per year. That is a very, very low expense ratio compared to many other dividend funds, especially when you think about all the work that is being done in the background to maintain this portfolio of stocks. SCHD trades for about $76 a share as of this recording. It has over $26 billion in assets under management and holds 104 unique positions. Wait a second, if they aim for the best 100 dividend stocks, why the heck are there 104 holdings? Those are probably just cash, treasury, or derivative positions. And we will take a look at the full portfolio later, so we will see exactly what they are. The portfolio turnover is a little high, at 52.84%. Normally this isn't a metric investors pay attention to. And if you hold this investment in a tax-free or tax-deferred account, it shouldn't matter to you too much. But sometimes when a fund moves in and out of securities, it can create capital gains for shareholders. If you're holding this fund in a taxable account, this could lead to incurring capital gains tax. I will see if there is a history of capital gains for this fund. Hopefully they disclose this data on their website. Now, the most important metric for any dividend investor, the yield. The fund has a trailing dividend yield of 2.89%. That was slightly over 3% during the past 30 days. While this isn't a huge dividend yield, it is twice the yield you can get for owning an S&P 500 fund. 3% may not entice everybody, but it's quite appealing to me. And don't just scratch this fund off due to the yield. Wait till we get to the performance and you see their return history. Here are some more statistics for the fund. We can see a P.E. ratio of 19, that is a little high, but so is the entire stock market now. A very good looking return on equity, above 30%, and a 3 year beta of 1. This means the fund performed exactly like its benchmark in the past 3 years, and that's what you like to see. Anything other than a 1 here would mean that the fund is more or less volatile than its benchmark. That basically means when the benchmark is up, the fund could be up more or less depending on the beta, and the opposite for when the benchmark is down. It looks like the Schwab website is being difficult and not letting us look at the performance, portfolio, and distributions for more than a second. That's not enough time for me, so let's see if we can pull this data up on a different website. Strike one Schwab. Okay, here we go, ETF.com to the rescue. Let's skip down and pick up where we left off. Here's the performance chart for the fund. 
Year-to-date, the fund is up 19.88% as of July 14, 2021. Last month, the fund lost 1.27%, but over the last three months, it's up 3.12%. Those are all nice-looking short-term gains. The one-year return looks very attractive at 51.64%. Obviously, this is higher than normal due to the pandemic lows from last year, and dividend stocks taking their sweet time to rebound towards the end of last year. If we look out further to the 3- and 5-year return, we get a better sense of what return the fund has actually offered to long-term investors. An 18 and 15% return over those time periods are very strong. They are probably higher than what we can expect in the next 5 years, because of the huge 50% gain during last year. I would say that a 10 to 12% long-term rate of return going forward would be pretty solid from this fund. The fund is 100% allocated to the United States, but that was expected since their benchmark is the top 100 US dividend companies. Here is the sector breakdown. The largest sector in this fund are financial stocks, but it's actually nicely split amongst the top 5 or 6 sectors here. You can see technology makes up almost 19%. Industrials and non-cyclical consumer stocks make up about 14%. Healthcare is 11.45%. And consumer cyclical is a little over 9%. The last three sectors have a small allocation, but those sectors are normally less represented in the broad US market. The top 10 holdings are some of the best quality dividend-paying stocks, like Merck, Pepsi, Broadcom, BlackRock, Home Depot, Texas Instruments, Amgen, Pfizer, Cola, and Cisco each with about a 4% allocation. So these 10 stocks make up over 41% of the total fund, meaning that the other 90 stocks make up less than 69% of the fund. Actually, many of the top 10 stocks here are the same stocks that routinely make it onto my high-growth and high-yield monthly watch lists. Those of you who have seen those videos will notice that 8 of the top 10 are or have been on a watch list. I'm liking this fund more and more, seeing how they target similar dividend stocks that I personally invest in. Let's see if we can find some information about distributions. Okay, here we have the tax exposure for SCHD, and it looks like the fund has had no capital gain distributions during the past three years. That's great news for investors, because no capital gain distributions equals no tax liability. You can scratch my comment about the portfolio turnover earlier in the video. So there's no distribution data on this site. I'll look it up on Seeking Alpha. But first, let's take a quick look at all the holdings. As you can see, beyond the top 10, there are sizable allocations to a few more stocks like Verizon, 3M, IBM, Lockheed Martin, ADP, Altria, and US Bancorp. And then the allocations start getting smaller pretty quickly, with only a handful above 1%, and it quickly drops to very small positions for the vast majority of the stocks in this portfolio. Ah, here we go. There is a 0.07 position in a money market fund that explains one of the four additional positions. And if we look further down, we can see a 0.02% position in cash. That's number two. And I don't see where the additional two extra positions are but I'm sure there's a logical explanation for what they are. Let's not dwell on that and take a look at past distributions. The fund has been paying a quarterly dividend since December of 2011. It doesn't look like the payouts are increasing each quarter, but that would be difficult to do since the payouts are determined by the payouts of the individual positions. However, overall they are growing. The first dividend was 12 cents, and the most current dividends have been above 50 cents. And if we head over to the annual dividend history, we can see that the annual dividend has increased every year with a compounded annual growth rate being in the double digits. That's a healthy looking growth rate. So an overall solid fund with a good strategy, a growing passive income stream, a strong total return, and very cheap. Sounds like a solid ETF that can fit many portfolios. Let's move on to fund number two. And that is the iShares Core Dividend Growth ETF, ticker symbol DGRO, probably an abbreviation of dividend growth. I like the ticker symbol already. The fund trades for about $52 as of this recording. And right at the top of the page, we can see it's up 16.67% year-to-date through July 29th. It has an expense ratio of 8 basis points, or 0.08%.
That means for every $10,000 invested, you're paying $8 per year in fees. Two bucks higher than the prior fund we looked at, but still dirt cheap compared to many other funds in the market. The investment objective for this fund is to track the investment results of an index composed of U.S. equities with a history of consistently growing dividends. So dividend growth looks to be the primary objective here. SCHD focused on quality and sustainability, and DGRO goes for dividend growth. Sounds to me like these funds were designed to be matched. I like quality, sustainability, and dividend growth. It would make sense to just own a piece of each of these ETFs. So why DGRO? It's a low-cost fund focused on dividend growth. It offers exposure to companies with a history of sustained dividend growth and broad diversification across multiple industries. You can use it as the core of your portfolio to seek income. Performance-wise, we can see the fund is up 37.03% during the past year. That's a little worse than SCHD that was up over 50%. You can't judge a fund too much by short-term returns. Looking out to the 3- and 5-year periods, the fund returns 16 and 15% on an annualized basis. That is very much in line with SCHD, and a very good-looking return in my book. We can also see the returns by calendar year. The fund has positive returns for all years except 2018, during the last 5-year period. Looking at 2020, the 9.47 return is acceptable, but the broad market return was significantly higher. The fund has north of $20 billion in assets under management. It has 389 unique holdings. That's a lot of dividend growth stocks to own in one package. The P.E. ratio of 25 is considerably higher than SCHD's, and the beta here is 0.95. But this one is calculated versus the S&P, as opposed to versus the benchmark as we saw with SCHD. So what this beta means is that if the S&P is up on a given day, you can expect this fund to be up 95% of S&P's gain. And if the S&P is down, this fund should be down 95% of S&P's loss. Obviously, this won't pan out on a daily basis. But for longer-term periods, this is what you can expect. So you give up a little of the upside versus the S&P, but you also get a little downside protection as well. Okay, here we have the top 10 holdings. And they are Microsoft, Apple, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Verizon, JP Morgan, Home Depot, Merck, and Cisco. All high-quality companies, and we have some overlap with SCHD. You can see the top two holdings account for over 3% of the portfolio. And unlike what we saw with SCHD, the allocation here drops off much quicker. With Cisco, the smallest of the top 10 holdings, below 2%. If we expand to see all the holdings, you can see the allocation continues to get smaller very quickly, with probably the bottom 250 holdings being less than a tenth of a percent. So while this fund gives you exposure to about 389 dividend stocks, it's probably the largest 20-30 to 30 positions that will drive the return and dividend for this fund. Information technology is the largest sector for this fund, with healthcare and financials not too far behind. Industrials, both consumer sectors and utilities, make up a decent chunk of the portfolio as well, and the bottom three sectors are relatively small in comparison. Compared to SCHD, it is a different mixture of sector allocations, making each fund a little unique. Let's scroll back up to the distribution history. The first dividend was paid on September 30, 2014 and that was just shy of $0.17 cents per share. You can see the dividend jumps up and down each quarter, but that is expected with these funds. But as we scroll up, we can tell that progressively the dividend is growing, with the most recent payout of about $0.26 cents per share. Let's jump over to Seeking Alpha to take a look at the dividend growth rate. The dividend has grown every year since the fund's inception, and the growth rate is holding steady in the low double digits. I would expect to continue to see it at that level, since the main objective for the fund is to target dividend-growing stocks. DGRO is a solid dividend fund that offers a slightly different approach to SCHD. I like both of these funds, and I think they can make excellent core positions in a portfolio seeking quality, sustainable, and growing dividend income. Before I wrap up here, let's compare the performance of both funds side to side. Both growth lines in this chart are almost identical, 
Since 2015, both funds have grown at just north of 13%. That is the time-weighted rate of return. Investing $100 per month into each fund since January of 2015 would have grown to about $70,000 or $66,000. SCHD is a little bit ahead of DGRO, but the difference is marginal. SCHD also would offer more dividend income. The $100 per month scenario would produce about $1,650 in dividend income in 2020 for SCHD, and just shy of $1,200 in dividend income for DGRO. While SCHD may appear to be the better fund, both on performance and dividends paid, I would say they are both equally great going forward. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to consume this content in a video format, you are welcome to visit my YouTube channel. Just search for Long Acres Finance on YouTube and you'll find more of me. If you'd like to reach me directly, you can do so by emailing me at longacresfinance at gmail.com. If you would like to support this channel, you can do so on Patreon and unlock the additional benefits offered there. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful day.